1: We've got a great guest hopping on right now, his father, who I did see at the funeral, Rudy, America's best mayor, New York's best mayor, does a tremendous job 3 o'clock every weekday afternoon right here. And over the last couple of months, when this kid ran for governor and knocked most of New York's socks off, he and I have become very, very good friends. His wife, Z, and his beautiful daughter, you hear in the background, Grace. Here he is, Andrew Giuliani. Andrew, good morning, pal. How are you?
0: Well, as you can see, no matter how old we are, we're all a little bit sad uh, with uh, with obviously the passing of your great friend. Uh, you know, the, one of the things I realized, Sid, I think on the campaign trail was, and I we, we talked about this the other day after the Columbus Day parade was just how an important part of people's lives uh, you and, and, and Bernie obviously are. People choose to start their day uh, with WABC, but specifically you guys, they're letting you into they're letting you into a very intimate part of their lives, and, and I think so many people, whether or not they knew Bernie or, or just listened to him throughout the course of the years, uh, really felt like they lost a friend or even a brother.
1: That is so well said, and you did say that to me uh, at the parade on Monday, and when you started to run, just so you know, like we were really, really in Lee Zeldin's camp, and then Bernie started to become friendly with Rob Astorino, and then Bernie started to watch the debates, and then... I started bringing you on. And then Bernie would say, I got to tell you, Giuliani's kid. <laughs> he is, he's really good, and I really like him. And he really, really did. He was being genuine. He thought you were great. He thought you were a tremendous, tremendous candidate. And he really loved you. And you know he loved your father. So from a personal standpoint, Bernie McGurk was a huge Andrew Giuliani fan.
0: Well, it means a lot. I mean, you could hear, obviously, what Chaz Palmenteri said being one of the most well-read people he's ever met. You could hear that. That came across on radio. So you knew that this was a guy that knew exactly what he was talking about, that did his research. Uh, and, look, in his spirit and, and in the, and obviously, thinking about our kids, uh, let's do everything we can over the next 26 days to make sure we save this great yep. state of New York so that yep. way – uh, we can honor bernie's legacy and 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 uh, we, we can stop this outflow of people uh, from New York to places where they feel safer frankly uh, I know that's one of the things that drove Bernie so much uh, in his in his passion for politics and 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 uh, and understanding what he can do the role that he played and the role that you play uh, in this process and it's so important over these next twenty six days I was with Congressman Zeldin also, during the parade, marched a couple of blocks with him before coming over uh, to WABC and then CNU. Uh, But I was also with Michael Henry on Tuesday, the attorney general candidate, and I think these guys are within striking distance. Uh, What's really interesting is across the board, none of the Democratic candidates actually want to debate the Republicans. I think right now there's one Republican – there's one debate – Uh, And that's Zeldin and Hochul, and it's supposed to be on Spectrum News, which gets the least viewership. So that's what Hochul is doing. She wants as few people as possible. So what does that tell you? That tells you the Democrats in New York don't believe they need to be accountable to anybody. So to me, this is pretty obvious. If you are not going to come out there and debate your opponent – Vote for the other guy. It's
1: simple. I mean, you guys had a bunch of debates. By the way, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Lee Zeldin say no thank you? If it's just one debate and it's like a week before the election, well after mail-in balloting started, I'd rather not do it. So uh, I, I may be wrong here, but I'm pretty sure Lee will join me at 925 that he said no thanks.
0: Uh, ask him. I think. I think at first the answer is no. I'm not sure if they've d- decided that that's going to be okay. the only one. So he's kind of forced into it where he could. Okay. Um. I, I keep. I keep hearing that. He, I heard that first as well, Sid. But that that might have been changed gotcha. to yes potentially. But what was interesting was Marcia Kramer, who of course is one of the moderators in our debates in CBS. She she was at the Columbus Day parade the other day as well. And you could see her talking with Zeldin. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, she ended up doing a piece on her I if it was Saturday morning or Sunday morning show where she was asking New Yorkers what they thought about Hochul not debating. Now, Marsha Kramer is not going to be any friend of a Republican, but obviously she wants to have a debate so that way she can moderate the debate. And I think it's very interesting to see. It's, it's obvious that she's putting the pressure on Hochul, or trying to put some pressure on Hochul to debate. That way CBS can be one of the hosts. That was, it was pretty interesting to see it the other day.
1: That is interesting. By the way, the news is Lee Zeldin climbing to number one on Long Island. Our dear friend, our mutual friend, uh, Andrew, Miranda Devine, does a great piece on Lee, his beautiful wife, and his two beautiful daughters in today's New York Post. Check that out. And the Post continues to point out all of the corruption issues with Kathy Hochul. Page 2. Happy 's rolling in developer dough. She had to reach out. No one knew who she was. So she goes out there, starts calling people and saying, hey, I'm actually the governor now. Andrew's out. I'm the governor. We know about the Buffalo Bill Stadium deal with her husband, Andrew. We know about the donor and that whole COVID testing nonsense. We know her lieutenant governor was arrested, arrested. And I said this to you when you were running. I don't remember any politician Attached to more corruption in one year on my fifty six years on this planet than Kathy Hochul. Is that a fair statement? Yeah I think it's absolutely fair. I think you're you're one hundred percent right. You know, I
0: jokingly said in August of last year when Andrew Cuomo resigned, I said, Well Look, you know she's probably going to be bring bring the state further left than him, but there's no way she could be as corrupt as Andrew Cuomo. Well, I think I've been <laughs> proven wrong of that over the first 15 months of her administration. She just needs a full term to get as corrupt as he possibly as <laughs> was over ten and a half years. Let's not give her that full term. I don't want to see New York taxpayers continue to get sold out. I mean, the COVID case is a perfect example. When you think of a state like California, it's not exactly like they're very fiscally responsible in California (laughs) if you look at that state budget. And we paid 45 percent more than California just because she ended up getting a max out donation from this donor. It's crazy, Sid. It's absolutely crazy. And I think anybody with an independent mind that looks at this, that takes the politics out, that looks and takes the R's and the D's out in front of their name, I think it's not even close. I mean this is as obvious as it gets – when it comes to the future of New York State and who's going to be actually be the person that's going to give New York opportunities and provide opportunities for New York and somebody who's just going to continue with this corrupt
1: way, as we're seeing. You know, Andrew, most days I take the subway, I walk all the way to Grand Central, about eight blocks all the way, and I take the two or the three train, the Express, down to Wall Street. Then I walk about seven blocks to the ferry, and that's how I get home. But today, for example, it's going to rain. So there's a very good chance instead of taking the subway, I'm going to take a cab down to the ferry. Well, those days may be over soon. If you read the front of today's New York Post, can't hack it, unfair, U-N-F-A-R-E, yellow cab drivers face final doom from congestion pricing, death and taxis. Another Kathy Hochul policy that will end up destroying the middle of our city. That's exactly right, and, and and it's another tax on
0: New Yorkers, and that's the thing, right? This has been pitched as, oh, well, you know what? This is just going to end up getting the, the the rich New Yorkers who. Who have cars and can do this? No, this is going to hurt all those people that drive into New York, all those hardworking New Yorkers that need that, that maybe don't want to spend an hour and 45 minutes transferring seven different times in order to get into New York City and get out and actually want to spend a little bit of time with their family to add another $23 potentially Oof. onto the cost. That it maintains to actually have a car in New York, gas prices, which we've seen, which has gone up, which, by the way, that's another perfect example of what Kathy Hochul is, what she did with the gas tax. right? She is a political animal, and all she cares about is the optics. A couple of months back, she decided to cut the gas tax by 16 cents of a potential 51 cents. She did it not even a third of what she potentially could do just so she could get the headline. That's all that Kathy Hochul cares about. She only cares about the political optics. She does not actually care about the welfare of the 19.5 million New Yorkers. And congestion pricing is a perfect example. You want to see how it's going to affect people in Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, Long Island, even our friends in New Jersey over here. I think you've seen the governor of New Jersey, who is certainly no friend of ours, has come on out against congestion pricing because he understands how, how dangerous this actually is uh, for not just New York city, but also for New Jersey. If this is going to happen, you're going to continue to see people, leave New Jersey that would be commuting into New York. So they understand the effects of this. Uh, but again, this has just continued to push on by a crazy radical state legislature. Uh, and the best way to fight through this state legislature is very simple, elect a Republican governor on November 8th.
1: So the trip from the church to the cemetery on Tuesday for Bernie was about an hour. And I get in the car with Danielle and Freddie, and the first thing I say to Danielle is, My God, do you think there's anybody alive today, Andrew, anybody alive today who's been to more funerals than Rudy Giuliani? Because I saw your father inside. He was the last person I talked to when I got in the car with Danielle. He was there and very emotional on Tuesday. But dating all the way back to 9-11, I'm not even kidding. I think your father has probably been to more funerals than anybody alive today
0: yeah there were there were multiple days where i remember him going to seven 8 funerals oh uh you know in 2001 and 2002 and it and became kind of a, a a normal part of the routine if if that ever can become a normal part of the routine uh you know it's interesting is is gra- my grandfather his father used to tell him that uh, weddings discretionary and funerals are necessary basically when when wow. people need you that's that's and the, and the underlying message was when people need you that's that's when you need to be there for them so i know he's always mm. felt that it was very important and i know certainly after september 11th he said look if, if i can't make it to every single one of the 343 firefighters funerals and the 23 police officers funerals and the 37 port authority police officers funerals which i know he tried to make it to every single one he at least was going to send a high-level representative from the mayor's <laughs> office for that because he thought it was so important to make sure that people's legacy, especially those who worked for the city, uh, and, and certainly somebody like Bernie in, in, a, in a different capacity who has been such an important part of New York City for almost four decades now, um, you know, that, that, it, that their legacy is remembered the way that it should
1: be. 30 seconds. Here's your choice. Behind door number, I'm like Monty Hall here, Andrew Giuliani, you're too young for that probably, but uh, behind door number A, Lee Zeldin wins come November 8th, behind door number B, Lee can't win, but <laughs> the Yankees <laughs> win the World Series. I'm, I'm taking
0: both, I've got keys for both of them right now, <laughs> that's what I'm going to do, I'm taking both. No, you know what? If it's got to be one or the other, then then I'm, I'm going with Zelda.
1: Wow. We need
0: to save our state, right? I mean, I look at my daughter, and I said this during uh, when the Yankees were kneeling way back when, um, or a couple of the Yankees were kneeling. Uh, I, I love the Yankees, and I love Aaron Judge, but when I call 911, it's not the New York Yankees that are showing up right there. Good point. Uh, Good I think point. about my daughter's future, and I want to make sure that she has a place where we can feel safe, where per- parents have rights during uh, during the course of their education. And to me, that's, uh, that's going to only be delivered if we can actually have that red wave come into New York come November 8th. But I'll take Dorsey on that one. That's an answer. We'll pencil in Dorsey, all, all right. of the above.
1: Aaron Judge would be proud of you. You just hit a grand slam home run on the Bernie and Sid show. Beautiful thoughts about Bernard. And of course, your political commentary is as good as anybody. I love you, Andrew Giuliani. That was a great appearance. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sid. God bless you. Well, that kid is so good. My God, is he so good. He's going to be president one day, folks. Write it down right now. I mean this sincerely. One day, Andrew Giuliani is going to be... I see you writing it down, Bill. Write it down. He's going to be president of the United States. You heard it here first. Maybe second. Maybe Woody said it. I don't know. Don't bother me. God. You got Greg Kelly on the phone yet? Oh, he's so pissed me off, Mike. All right. That was a great interview. Thank you. Enjoy.